Hey, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. So good to be back. <gasps> What's on your shelf today? So many good things. That's our new theme song. I really like it. <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 before we do that, oh yeah, we need our fun fact. I'm just going to jump into my jingles. And now, fun fact. Yes. Okay. So we talked either last time or the time before about how young... I think it was last time when we talked about all her awards and how amazing she and was, how long, and yet young how looks. young she is. And so I did. I looked up her birthday, and she is 53 years old. What an accomplished woman. Yes. Like, what to aspire to become. Like, right. she has given a great example. Yes. And that's still an, a many years to continue to win awards and yes, sirree. add to that list that's already so long. So her birthday is November 19th, 1967. And I think 53 is something to be very proud of what she's accomplished in I her 53 years. I can't believe it. And yeah. she looks incredibly young. Like every picture we she found of her. looks great. Yes. Like I was. Well done. I don't think 53 is old. I'm right behind her I feel like sure it's in the horizon but I look at her and I think oh my gosh I I am I'm surprised she's 53 I was she looks great yeah she does she looks really good way to go Ruben. yeah we're cheering you on great skin yes seriously skin. so very good that's my fun fact today I love it and now short and sweet we are going to talk about what we've been reading. Jamie, oh, what's on your shelf? I've read so many books since last time. So when we have a week it. in between, so Q&A was last week, a week in between makes for a backlog sometimes. Sometimes. And I'm going to have to not discuss some of them because I can't discuss all of them. But You don't want to be here for three hours. And even the ones I read two weeks ago, maybe I'm looking at the cover going, I know I read that. Isn't that interesting? What's it about again? That is the downside That's, of reading like a lot of books is some sometimes them, you forget. Yes. They just kind of. They're not enough, memorable enough. And that's the thing. This one was so good. You remember really liking I, it. I remember liking it, but I'm having a hard time knowing enough to talk about it. But I'm, that's, I've got many to talk about. So no worries there. But I. One that I read that I want to talk about is A Good Nurse, A True Crime Story of Medicine, Madness, and Murder by Charles Graber. Heard of it? That's a long title. Yeah. So nonfiction. I have heard of it, actually. Nonfiction about a nurse who is considered one of the most prolific serial killers. Who is a nurse? So she a has nurse. access. He. Oh, he. It's a he. Has access to like all the medical things that could kill people. The and knowledge. people. Of how to do who it. are vulnerable. With, exactly. The people, the knowledge of how to do it without it being obvious. And I mean, that's his, that was his full-time job for so 16 wait. years. Did he kill then people that he treated? Yes. Why? People in the hospital. Um control i think what it came to is he had um mental illness himself he had some issues from his childhood and he was some treatment that wasn't great and that was just that's how it played out so it wasn't that he was annoyed by them I was he was a say, great how did nurse he pick who was going to it, die he just kind of studied and made a choice. There was no rhyme or reason, really, from what I remember, that they really couldn't say. It was just he would read everybody's charts, and he really did study everyone that was on the floor, all his patients. And he worked in the cardiac ward. He worked in uh, he worked in a lot of different areas. He worked in different facilities because he never really lasted super long because things didn't always add up. There weren't... Um, a lot of things that pointed right at him killing people, but there were things that just didn't look good and didn't seem right. And so instead of bringing attention to the facility, they would and just let him go. Being in there, having the highlight on them as a facility and ruining their ratings, they would just say, you know what, we're, you walk away, we won't investigate. And so 
that's what happened many times is, and even when it came down to, okay, we have to have an investigation. It's, I mean, who else is on the line? Yeah. And what's this going to do for our doctors? What's this going to do for our patient care? What's this going to do for our rating? Like, what if this happened to you, a family member of yours? Yeah. And like you, you have to put a lot of trust into your medical care workers. Absolutely. And if something like that happened, how could you ever walk into a hospital again and like put your health into their hands? Yes. It would be so mental. Like I would just mess with you. Right. And when you're leaving an elderly, like a parent, a mom or a dad, and you're hoping they get the best care. And a lot of times that's what this was. And he would like... He would be taking care of a dad, say, and he would be friending the son or daughter and yeah. the and the son or daughter had nothing but great things to say about him. Like he really well, that's a, covered that's his tracks well exactly. And he was well liked amongst his coworkers to the point where they were like, No, he wouldn't. There's no way. And then when they found out, they were like, What are you kidding me? Like, how could you deceive me, your friend? Yeah. How could you have done something like this? And why? 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 That's the one question that you never yeah. get a good answer so to. So they estimate that he killed as many as 300 plus people. What? Can you even? And some estimates put it more into like the 500s. Wow. So unbelievable so like when they you talk always, serial I mean, that's killers, a lot of people i mean i know nurses care for a lot of people in a shift right like let's say one shift you have more than one patient right. but over 16 years 300 people it's i mean you're lot. doing like he's doing once it a all week. the time and you know the things that it didn't really stand out these things that were happening when he was there but when they went back and looked at it and they looked at like the death rates while he was employed and then the death rates after he was employed, and it dropped significantly. Oh, like my gosh. to almost nothing, like from three a month to one, if any, a month after that. Just things like that. And certain Ew. medications, like the medications he chose, would go from when they pulled the reports, they would go from being used, you know, five times a week pulled out of the drawer to zero times a week. And just... So then it makes you go, how many times did he try to kill people and it didn't work? Well, no, he was stockpiling medications so that then he had them. Or another thing he would do was give them insulin, which when you get insulin in your body, then you go into a diabetic... Like shock? Yeah. Ketoacidosis... you know, nursing word things there. Uh-huh. Um, and they try to combat it, but it's so in his their system that it just keeps, they can't get the sugar levels down or whatever. And there's no rhyme or reason for them being that high. And eventually it will cause death, but it's from insulin. And your body makes insulin naturally. So they're just like, we don't know why their body is peaking right now on insulin. Well, he would puncture the IV bags with insulin. So as long as they were hooked to an IV, it the insulin was just keep pumping into their body, regardless of how much they're giving them to counteract the insulin. It Ew. Wild. Ew, I don't just know that I could read wild that book. How. Oh, how. Devastating. Yes. What did you think of it? What did you give it? I gave it. Good question. (laughs) (laughs) I gave it three stars. It was really good. It did. It was very wordy. It was long. Um, And so I think there was a lot of extra information. Although interesting, kind of drew it out a little bit. But overall, I think it was a, if you're interested in murder, Serial killers, like, this was right up my alley. Definitely interests me. I was, you know, listening to it. It was kind of long. It kind of went on for a little extra. But it really puts you in the mindset of, you know, he was married. He had children. Oh, my god! His wife was even like, something's not right. I can't quite pin it, but something's not right. And she eventually left him. He had a girlfriend, though, at the time that he was arrested or right before, who was pregnant with his child. And so... um, 
And then it gave a little backstory of after when he's in jail, um, a family member. Oh, and I don't even remember exactly. He is, was a perfect match for a kidney donation, someone suffering. And so there was this whole debate if someone on death row, if someone in prison could donate a kidney and it threw the media and people into a frenzy like, no, we don't want to memorialize him or call him a saint or what does he get I'd out of say this? It's your, or what the price does... you pay. Yeah. Not. Anyway, yeah, it was crazy different people's opinions on it and what they ended up doing oh, was so I'm interesting. Very interested that, that was that very interesting. Yeah. Like I when we talk nonfiction, I don't want to give things away yet they're known cases. So you, but I'll leave yeah. that one at the end if you're gonna read it because it was very, very interesting. Um the whole kidney donation. I am interested in that. Was hmm. very interesting. So if you don't read it, look that up and read about that because, um, yeah, Crazy. something you don't think about. Like, yeah, yeah we yeah, should probably. But do you want a body part from someone who's such There's a. that side of like, it too. Is it going to have a memory? <laughs> you know, Turn that's going to come in. I don't, I mean, I don't think so, but. I don't either. And I know, think if you meant you lived, How does that feel? But that's just. Me. Yeah. Anyway, his Maybe perspective on it and other people's perspectives, yeah, are very interesting with hmm. a live donation there. Hmm. So it's very fascinating. I liked it. Cool. All right. Okay, the first book that I'm going to talk about is The Pull of the Stars by Emma Donahue. This one I've been watching. It's like I've been, it's been on my list for a while. Um, on my hold list for a while. Like oh, I've had, I had, so to, wait had to wait for, for it. It came it. out like last summer. Mm-hmm. So it's been out a little while. Um, it's a, it's about, um, the pandemic, <gasps> a pandemic, a pandemic, not ours. Not I'm ours. Like, That's a fast, right? <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> no. Okay. Um, a pandemic back in 1918 and the it was flu? in Dublin. Or is this just, it was the flu, is but it was in Dublin. It's nonfiction. Okay. So this is happening. That's the backdrop of the story. Okay. And you follow um, a nurse, her assistant, who is just like a volunteer. So she has no medical training. And the doctor surgeon. Mm -hmm. And they work in the maternity ward of their hospital in the middle of this awful flu that's killing everyone. Yes. I've read a lot about the 1918 flu. Yeah. Holy so they don't cow. go into like the history of the flu or like what's happening outside of the hospital with the flu. I mean, you get like they reference yeah. like, oh, everyone's sick, but it's not like detailed. You just know that it's happening. What you really are getting is a picture of what's happened, what's happening to these women who are pregnant who get the flu, which it's causing them to go into labor prematurely. And so they're delivering babies really early and they're trying, but while the mom is sick. And so, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't generally love medical things. I have a very sensitive stomach. Do we say that? Yeah. So generally it can be a little bit much for me to read, but there is something about babies that like, I just can't get enough of. Yeah. Like show me. Call the midwife. Yes. I love it. And I, and I can watch it and I can watch people having babies. I think it's so fascinating. And so that feels very different than other medical things. So mm-hmm. this was really fun because they they go into detail. They talk about babies being born. They talk about babies having a hard time being born. These sick mothers, little little like treatments that they do to try to help them stay pregnant or or flip the baby or you know different things. And there's a there's another surgeon who is young and he wants to try lots of new like medical ideas on how to get yeah. these babies out that are like sound like torture and crazy things like he wants to cut a pelvis bone anyway just crazy crazy things that they talk about doing that the nurse tries very hard to keep from happening like nah i don't think this is a good idea yeah bless those nurses i know and the whole story actually happens over like four or five days like it's a shorter period of time and um just kind of how they 
they're working just all the time. They don't really mm-hmm. ever get a break. And it's just kind of that story. It's really fun. It was it was fascinating. It was historical fiction, but a different kind of historical awesome. fiction, which I love. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot are always centered around World War II. And this one was something totally so different. So many more eras of history. Yeah, that I didn't know a lot about. And yeah. so I I really enjoyed it. Um, Sounds awesome. Yeah, I Sounds gave it right four stars. It was a fun book. Tell me the name again. It's called The Pull of the Stars. The Pull of the Stars. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. How many stars? I gave it four. Four. Yeah. And it has 3.99. Fantastic. good reads. So, yeah, it's a good one. Okay. So, my next one is Killers of the Flower Moon, The Osage Murders, and The Birth of the FBI. Wow. Did I tell you I went down a deep dive of nonfiction? So many <laughs> nonfiction books in a row that I then... And they were good, but there's only so much nonfiction. Sometimes you need a break from I'm, a certain genre. I needed to go out of reality and real stories and, and get some good fiction in there after this. But um, this one was really good. Uh, I gave it four stars. It talks about um, the Native American tribe, the Osage tribe that was in Oklahoma. Well, it and dispersed out from there. But um, in the early 1900s, with the whole, I mean, we know the history of how unkindly the Native Americans were treated. Oh, yeah. We know that. However, when you, this book, I was like, I knew it was bad. It was awful. Awful. What the things that were happening. So this specific tribe, the Osage, were... um, Their land was taken from them and they were put on reservations, right? They were given a certain area of land that was a reservation. Well, then, um, as is so in many cases, the reservation was found to have oil. And so the U.S. wanted this oil off of their land and they were actually, um, the Osage actually had a constitution and had governing in there, which isn't common or as common with these Native American tribes. And so they leased the land to the government to get the oil, and they became super wealthy. Wow. Very, very wealthy overnight. And they had, like, fancy cars, private planes. Like, they just went from living off the land to very posh clothing, designer bags, just very... Hmm. And that made the white people mad. They didn't deserve it. And they felt like they were not spending their money wisely. They were being foolish with their money. It's not your choice how people use their money. Exactly. But they they were looked at as unintelligent. And so there were laws and regulations put in place that, um, first of all, people wanted to marry the Osage so that they could inherit this huge wealth that they had. So there were marriages there that were not for the right reasons. And then they were taken advantage of within a marriage, like a woman would marry a white man an Osage woman would marry a white man. And the white man was abusive and controlling and would take over the money and, um, and then inherit it because, Oh, the woman would die somehow. And then this person would inherit their money and his family would then inherit their money. So there was a lot of killing of the Osage people because of this. And so there was a lot of investigations and that's where the FBI was um, brought in and where it was created at the time. That's where it was created. Not necessarily because of this, but um, investigators, it was a totally different, um, there people who investigated murders and this kind of thing were kind of looked down on like these people, what are they doing? They're crooks. They come in, they weren't associated with any department. It wasn't like a police department that, you know, did these investigations Hmm. and stuff. So um, the government did end up putting together because they were putting together this group of people to investigate murders and, and whatnot because of what was going on. So it talks a lot about um, about that, but also so the Osage people and other things. So a lot of them were dying um, and there was policy put in place that because they had so much money and they didn't 
the white man didn't feel like they were spending their money correctly. And so they made a law that the um, Osage people had to have a, kind of like a mentor or a legal representative. And that representative had to be a white person who had control of their money and helped them make good decisions. So the Osage people, like they would have to go to this representative that they had over there. They probably had to pay. Uh, Probably, but they had to go to that person. Like we need to take our daughter to the doctor. So we need money. And they could say yes or no. And so they were in control of their money and kids were, people were dying because they didn't have money to go to the doctor and get medication when really they had the money. money, They just weren't given permission to spend their own money. And so they were actually quite destitute, even though they had all this money. And so not only were white people marrying into the Osage to inherit the money and then killing people off the, um, whatever you call it, the person who was put over their finances to represent them, um, was representing them and then killing them off because then they were they the person who it. got to keep the money at the end. Ew. It was gross. So gross that what a human so could sad. do to another human. That first we push them off their land and then we find they have some benefit to us and we pay them, but then we don't really want to have them have all that money because then they're wealthier than us. They were like, when I say us, they were wealthier than most white people at the time. And their neighbors. At, yes. Right? The people yes. that they are. Absolutely. And they were, the Osage people were very generous with their money. Like they were, you know, they were buying gifts for each other and making sure everyone else was taken care of. And that really bothered um The European man at the time that they would be so frivolous with their money. They were just so generous and they had so much. It was like they became millionaires, billionaires, you know, overnight with this, these resource, natural resources that were on their land. It's really fascinating story, hard, sad, um, and how the FBI plays into it and the investigation of some of the murders that had taken place at the time, um, very, very interesting. Huh. Very, very interesting piece of history that we don't know much about. Or we're taught about at a surface level. Yes. That's more like it. I do think we talk more about it now, but we're still not getting the depth of what happened to these people. The sadness that really was taking place. I highly recommend it. Awesome. Great um, like you read all these very fascinating, very informative, yeah, stories. So I gave cool. it four stars. Awesome. Okay. The next book I'm going to talk about is The Book of Dreams by Nina George. Have you seen this one? I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't know where I heard about this one. Um, it's a couple years old came out in 2019. I've seen it on a few lists or something because I've been, I keep looking at it and looking at it and finally got it on my holds list. Anyway, it is a, it's a different kind of book. Okay. I was really intrigued by just the synopsis. You know, it's like about, um, it's about a man who, while he jumps off a bridge and saves a girl from drowning. And when he gets her on land and everything, um, he gets hit by a car. So okay. he, and then is, and he does a lot of damage and he is in a coma. Okay. Okay. So that happens. And so the rest of the book is him in a coma, like the dreams that he has while he's in a coma and his son, whom he has never met, who is like 13 years old. Okay. Comes and stays with him and visits him. And spends a whole lot of time with him um, in the hospital. And then a ex-girlfriend who was like his medical person, right? Like that is on his list to call, like on his medical records to call in case of accident, right? You call. You call a certain. You call her. Okay. He's, he had always had her on there because he felt like she would make good choices for him. And he has uh-huh. no close family. Okay. So she comes back and is 
is trying to reconcile that this is his ex-boyfriend and he's in this fragile state and she has to make metal de- medical decisions for him while all still having this, having moved on and having an, you know, her own life. Right. And, um, and that, and while they are visiting him, while the, her son is visiting him, he starts to wander the hospital and comes across a young girl who's about, you know, who's like 14, who's also in a coma for different reasons. She was in a car accident and she's in a coma and how she's been in a coma for a long time. And he ends up like just loving this girl who he's never met, who's also wants her to wake up. So there's just things happening. Okay. And what happens like when you're unconscious, what doctors believe happens in your mind, what the story tells you is happening in someone's mind. And what, yeah. I don't know Who what's real. What really I, I don't know. And, you know, what the family members believe um, is happening and the right course of action to take. It's, it's, it's not like really, it's, it's very fictional in the fact that it's, they're telling this story and they're creating their own what they ideas. Think. Yeah. It's, and it's just, it's lovely in that way. Just. And that's what it's called, right? It's like the book of dreams. It's like yeah. what happens and what would want, what would make you want to stay? And why would someone, you know, choose to die? Like it's kind of a choice. What's happening to your body that's making it harder for you to stay or more right. likely to go? Just stuff like that. It was a fun story. It's a beautiful and it cover. Has a fun, it is a pretty cover. I really like that. And it has... You know, a fun, I love the way it ended. It was, I had liked the way it ended. I gave it three stars. It was entertaining and it was just, it was a little bit slower, but it was kind of like the premise of the story. Like, I don't know how else to describe it. Like it kind of felt like you're in a dream state and you're kind of being pulled through these and dreams don't always make sense. So in the dreams, you're kind of trying to figure out what he's thinking and why he's thinking that or dreaming that. Anyway, it's a different story. It was fun. Three stars. Awesome. Yeah. Another good one. Okay, I've been waiting for this one for a while. What is it? Um, I love Jenny Lawson. If you don't know Jenny Lawson, she's a writer. She has a blog called, and it's called The Blog S. And she writes about um, her life. And she writes because she ha- she has multiple um, illnesses, multiple diagnoses, mental illness, um, autoimmune issues, and a lot of her life is very difficult and she struggled a lot with her health, mental and physical, and she writes to escape from it. And she is hilarious. She writes like she's, this is her third book out. It's called broken um, in the best possible way. <laughs> but, um, it, this is her third book. So I've read I've read them all now. This one I gave four stars. It was great. It was raw. It's funny. She gets a little bit more into how she's um, feeling with depression and her frustration with medications and insurance companies and treatments. And um, and and it's like a, a timeline uh, while she wrote this book. Like she has good days and she's feeling great and she's so grateful and she this treatment is working and she has hope and then she hits low days and she talks about the darkness of those low days. So it kind of does a little bit of everything, but um, amongst the dark days, she really gives hope to it's worth the dark days to hold on for those good ones and for the things that um, are great in her life. And she talks a lot about um, things that she's been able to do. She never thought she'd be able to do when she's having those good days. And um, she opened a bookstore called the Nowhere, I believe it's the Nowhere Bookshop, the Nowhere Bookstore. Um, because when you read, you can go anywhere. Like, it doesn't matter. You just, Aww. and that's what it, what reading is for her. It takes her out of the dark place she is and she can go anywhere. And she can't go a lot of the places because of her illnesses. She can't travel and see all these great things. And sometimes she can't even leave her house. Mm. Um, but she could read when she's stuck in her house and stuck in these dark places and go anywhere. And so she opened her bookstore. It was slated to open this last year and then the pandemic. And so it actually hasn't opened yet, but um, through her, she's got a book club um, with 
thousands of members that read with her each month and it's a paid book club. And so they've been able to keep their staff in the bookstore, their space they've rented and renovated so far have survived, even though they haven't been able to order and I haven't been able to open, but I believe they have online. um, You can order stuff online and join her book club. That is cool. She's just hilarious and a great spokesperson for mental illness and what it's really like because she's lived it and she's giving hope to a lot of people. I love it so so much. I loved it. I love her. Her other two books are Let's Pretend This Never Happened and Furiously Happy. And I gave Let's Pretend This Never Happened five stars. That is my favorite one of hers. And the other one I gave four stars. So still, four stars, all good, all um, just I sat in bed and laughed out loud in the middle of the night oh my while reading her books. And I still, if I'm sad or I'm having a hard time, I'll just open one and read a chapter. Oh. She's just funny antics and weirdness and That's the awesome. situations she finds herself in and how she responds to them. She's just, it's just hilarious. You just can't help but laugh and be like, okay, we can do this, everyone. We got this. So... Um, Four Stars, another great book by Jenny Lawson. That's awesome. I'm definitely adding that one. A little crass. I'll throw that out there. Um, I think it would be hard not to be when dealing with all the things. Sounds like she's got a lot on her plate. Absolutely. But just so you know, just yeah, I'll I'll give uh, that maybe to some people more than just a little crass. But um, so she has a mouth. She has a mouth. She's hilarious. Yes. And Very she cool. has a, a weird sense of humor and a bit quirky. Yeah. Sure. She's, she brings humor into my life. I love it. That's She's awesome. fantastic. Yes. Okay. The next one I want to talk about is The Paris Library by Janet Skeslian Charles. I don't know if I say, said Sounds her name. good to me. The Paris Library. Yeah. So I, it's a beautiful cover. And it's it's new. It's been I yeah. It's on my list. I've seen it a lot. Yeah, it's been promoted very widely. Yeah. Um, and I've I've heard a lot of people talking about it, and so I kind of thought, okay, I think we've mentioned this on here before. It's World War II genre, mm-hmm. and I sometimes avoid that genre. I do too. Not that I don't like that topic, but it, there's just so many books. I've out read there, a lot. And I've read a lot of them. Right, and so right. I think it's just kind of like. I don't know if I can take like another story about that era, which is so devastating. It's just a very devastating time, yeah. right? We all know right. that. Um, so some a lot of the times I avoid those books. Mm-hmm. But this one has been very well received. A lot of people are talking about it. And I thought, you know what? I haven't read one in a while. So I put it on my list. And I will say it is a it is a very good book. It was a well-written book. The the thing that sets this book apart from other World War II books is it's set in Paris, which not mm-hmm. all of them are. Right. I feel like that was a little bit new. Mm-hmm. And specifically at the American Library in Paris. Oh. So that was kind of fun. The main character is tell a me, librarian. Tell me they had to save all the books. Um, The way no. that I okay. <laughs> read it was they, I mean, they they work very hard to keep the library open. Okay. They as a safe place, feel, a shelter. Yes. Uh, they feel it very. It's very important to their subscribers that they still have the ability to read and have access to books. To books. I love during war. Yeah. This is a very important. Yes, and they send books out to soldiers, like they send care oh, packages. I love this. Mm-hmm. So they did a lot of that. Okay. Um, and they they are forced to take books off their certain books off their shelves. That mm-hmm. can no longer circulate because they were written by Jews. Um, they are no longer allowed to. They the rule that is given is that a Jewish person is not allowed because because it's when Germany occupies Paris, right? Okay, okay. Um, so there, the rule is that Jewish people are not allowed to step foot inside of the library. library. So they Ugh. deliver books to the Jewish people. So they're finding ways to get around the regulations that have been put in place, right? And still because function. they still care about all of their subscribers. Yeah. They don't, you know, try to discriminate. Um, but that's not the main... I mean, that's a big part of the book, but there's okay. a lot of other things that are happening in the book. You know, this librarian 
and her family. She has a brother who goes off to war. Um, she falls in love during war. So it's their kind of romance during um, the whole thing. Also, it bounces up to the like the 90s when um, the librarian is older and she now lives in America. And there's a neighbor girl who is like 12 years old whose mother dies. And so this relationship between oh. her and this young girl and how she teaches her life lessons that she learned through the war, through the war. Um, and how it's how important it, now, like to teach those. It's still like good things. Still applicable. To learn. Yeah. Oh. And like things that she, the mistakes that she made um, during the war and how she helps, like, even though the mistake was specific to wartime, you know, we still do those same kinds of things sometimes to mm-hmm. our, to the people we love now. No. And so she kind of helps her navigate her friendships and family life. Um, and it was great there. I will say there is a stepmother character mm-hmm. in the book. And I loved the way the stepmother was portrayed. Huh. I don't always love stepmothers. I don't have one and I don't, Right. I'm not one. But often when we think of a stepmother, we think of Cinderella. Right. Not a nice person. Right? Yeah. Is that where you're going with it? Right. Like you kind of just have them frustrated. It was. It was done well. And, and yeah, I don't want to give it anything away. And it probably wouldn't. But it's just, I just really liked the portrayal and how hard it would be to be a stepmother. It's not like she's not a perspective that you are reading the story from. Mm -hmm. She's a side person. But. Right. You know, it kind of made me take a step back and go, like, that's not a hard role to have. Or that would be a very hard role to live. And this woman did it the best she could. And it was really, I liked her. And I don't think, I think that was surprising to me. You to don't usually a see that. Stepmother character. And I just thought, I'm sure this is the majority of women who have, right. who are in that role. It just doesn't but make a good side character in a lot of books, maybe. Right. You and have so to I, have. I appreciated that actually, which is such a small part of this yeah. book, but I just really did love, like that. That stood out to you. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Very I gave cool. it three stars and it's definitely a fun read. If you love the genre, you will love this book. Okay. Um, if you love libraries, which I do, you'll like this book. It's that's library. You had me at library. Right. Exactly. So sounds good to me. Yeah. On my list. Good. Okay. The, my last one is Infinite Country by Ooh. Patricia Engel. I have had this or on Engel. my list for a long time. You know what? It's or at least been, lately. It yeah. feels like front and center. It's been on so many lists lately, and I look at it, and honestly, there's a snake on the cover. Yes. And so I look at it and go, nope. I totally have judged it by a cover, and I don't do snakes. I and know. And it is a very, a very snaky snake. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there's other things, too, like a leopard and a, a bird. But I look at that and I think, yeah, hmm. no, thank you. But it just kept popping up. And so finally I was like, okay, I'll read it. I'll put it on my list. And I did. I waited quite a while for it after I put it on my list to get it from the library. And then I got it. And I am so glad I read it. Okay. I gave it four stars. It is such a powerful story that is only five hours of an audiobook. It is a short story and packs a punch. So powerful. So it's um, the story of a family from Colombia and the husband and wife come to the United States legally with a, a work visa for a certain amount of time to come here because they can make four times in a month what they could make at home. Wow. And so they're going to come here and work for a short time to save up money and send money back to her mom, who has a home there and a business, just to be able to help out and to be able to, they've just, they're newly married, they have a baby, they just need a start, a kicking off point. Yeah. And so in the US, they're working, they're working really, really hard. They're very lonely, especially the wife is very lonely. Mm, um, it would be hard. And they're, it's hard to, there's not other people like them. It's so different. Um, but they're going to go back home and then they're there and um, it gets close to their visa expiring 
And they're debating, like, do we go? Do we stay? We can make so much more money here and get us further along. And then for one reason or another, they end up just staying past their date. And at that point, it they're illegal. And if and they can't go home without, you know, if they tried Getting to caught. go home, they'd get caught for having expired visas. You know, they were not out of the country when they were supposed to be. So they stay and they're now illegals working illegally in the country and laying low. And it talks a lot about that, like the things they have to do, the things they don't do. Because like she gives birth in a hospital, but the husband doesn't come because they've heard stories of um, husbands being arrested. I mean, just getting arrested for the color of their skin and then being deported. Not that they were doing anything wrong, but everything has a risk. Being out in public, using transportation, any of that. So they find jobs close to home. They hurry quickly when they're outside because they've just heard all these stories about where people are taken and incidents that happen. If you get in a car accident, if you go to the doctor, if you go to, you know, so they just go without a lot in fear of being caught. Yeah. The husband gets into an altercation and is arrested and he's deported. And so then the woman is stuck in the country with the children and he is sent back to Colombia and can't get back into the country. And so it is the story of um, one family living apart from each other and the trials in each country. And it's just, it's such an interesting perspective, one that I have never thought of before. You hear of the immigrant life here and how stressful that is. And, you know, we've talked about it with um, a lot of immigrants go to uh, be housekeepers and the things Mm -hmm. and how they're treated as a second class citizen and the work that they do compared to work that um, a documented citizen would do in the U.S. is very different. And they're treated very differently. But... um, she has one daughter who is back home in Colombia with her husband and she's getting ready to come to the U S to live with her mom. And she's a teenager and she is unsure about leaving her home because it's what she knows. And even though her mom and her siblings are there and she wants to be with them, she's hearing things about the U S and she says, why does anyone want to go here? Here we have murderers, but they're, the drug lords and the, you know, they're, yeah. they're known murderers there. She's hearing stories about kids going into schools and shooting classmates. Those are just average citizens. So yeah. they're the unknown scary. Why would people want to live in the U.S.? And I had never really thought of the fears in the U.S. comparative to the fears of living in these in other countries. Yeah. And so it makes a really good point. Anyway. It is just eye-opening, a fantastic look into uh, a family, the immigrant life, the hardships that they have, and the discrimination they experience. And really, at the end of the day, they're a family that just wants to be together and be able to take care of one another and be a part of a community. It's It was great. Four stars. It is. And I know there's, you know, there's, there's just got to be a better way. And we're not there yet. I know. It's complicated. It's very, a very complicated issue that maybe doesn't need to be so complicated. But there are a lot of opinions on it. And we need work in this area. Absolutely. And we need to look at each other as human beings. Right. Capable of love and acceptance and just family being the center of their lives. Right. And wanting to provide for your family. Right. Anyway, excellent. Very very powerful book. I will say that like, I've been hesitant because of the cover too. Yeah. (laughs) It's not just me. It's not just the snake. (laughs) No, it's just not. And it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's a pretty cover. It's got some pretty colors on it, but when I look at it, I think it's one you remember. Yeah. But it's not. Yeah. It doesn't seem. Anyway, it was hmm. really good. and Very cool. Yeah. So. Cool. Look past the cover. On my list. There you go. Don't judge Don't a book. Don't judge it by its cover. Sometimes you can. Yeah. Maybe that's not this true. time. <laughs> this time, no. It was, I'm very glad I looked past the cover. There you go. There you I go. I love it. Cool. Okay. My last book today is Sparks Like Stars by Nadia 
Hashimi. So many stars. I know. That's two for you. I know. And I have another on my list that has to do with stars. And didn't you do something last week that was stars? Or the two Quite weeks ago, possibly. I guess. Possibly. Maybe it was something else that was. Oh, no, it was scents. You had two books. Oh, about smells. Smell yes, sense. yes, I so did. So this week is your theme is stars. Yes, it is. You didn't know you had a theme. I'm gonna have to start watching for that from now on. <laughs> this one was fun. It's um, I did not know what I was getting into. This is brand new. It mm-hmm. came out like in March of this year. Mm-hmm. Another one that has been on all the lists, and right. so I've had it on mine because what is everyone talking about? Right, right, it's on my list too, for that reason. Um, it is a bit of a history and also then like fast forward, right, to okay. now. So it starts in um, 1978. So not so far in the distance. At least it doesn't feel that way to me. <laughs> it's within my lifetime. Right. My lifetime. Uh, not quite mine, but pretty close. Yeah. And um, it's, a, it's a young girl who's in a prominent family in um, Afghanistan. Okay. Um, she, she's like, her father is an advisor to the president. Okay. And things are going really well in Afghanistan, but there is So some, this is a prominent family in Afghanistan. Yes. They work very closely with the president. She basically grows up with and plays with and is in school with the president's children. Okay. And so they, they're at the Capitol a lot, like the Capitol building where the president lives. Like they're there. All the time. They spend the the night sometimes. Yes. And the things that are happening in Afghanistan are um, good. They're trying very hard to become a stronger, independent country. But because of all the things that happen, were happening in the Middle East that's been going on for centuries, Mm -hmm. um, they can't seem to like do it on their own. And so they've got Russia on this side trying to push their wants onto the country, right? Like we want this for your country. We want you to do this. We want you to do this. And we're going to provide you with military aid and whatever. And then you've got the U S over on the other side saying, Oh, this is what you should be doing with your country. And we'll provide you with military aid to try to get some political influence. Right. So there's a lot of things happening there. In the meantime, their own leadership is saying, yes, we need your help, but we also are only focus, we're trying to focus on our country and we strengthening our country. Yes. So they are taking help from both sides, but also not trying very hard not to allow them to, to control. take control. Yes. They want to still have things their way. Yes. And there's people who don't like that. There's people in the country who don't want Russia anywhere near, the U.S. anywhere near. They just want them to get out. And so they're mad at the president for even allowing them you know, don't even talk to them peacefully. There should be no, right. you know what I mean? Just cut them yeah. out. That's their We views. can do this on our own. Yes. And so because of that, there's, it's such a, a harsh contrast to what the president is doing. There is a coup. And they come in and rush the Capitol one night. And the guards and army men that are there protecting the president turn against him. And... It's bad. So she's at the Capitol that night. There was like a party and the kids are there and everyone dies except for her. A soldier hides her and then smuggles her out of the Capitol building and to save her. Yeah. Okay. And, um, but she's devastated. Obviously she just lost her whole family. Right. So just like that. Yeah, right at the beginning of the book, you're wa- you watch her wow. have this experience. So there, it's her journey from getting out of the Capitol building mm-hmm. to safety, how she gets safe and is eventually adopted by an American and grows up in America. She becomes okay. a doctor. Wow. And as a doctor, her she's a cancer doctor, so she helps treat cancer and one one day a patient comes in and it happens to be the soldier who smuggles her out wow and it just brings up a lot of feelings for her and she had a lot of experiences and she decides she wants to go back and um revisit her country and 
find whatever information she can find mm-hmm. about where her family is. Cause they, that's one thing is nobody talks about what happened to the people who are in the Capitol. Like there's no, it's all very hidden. It's a lot like the, you know, Anastasia right, type. The Russians. Are, yes. Yeah. It's a similar situation where it's like, they're gone now it's and you're not allowed to talk about them. And we're here now. Yeah. So, but all these years have passed, you know, it's 30 years later and she goes back and she wants to find her family and, and what she finds there. Anyway, it's her, it's a very long journey, right? Her whole journey Mm -hmm. of getting to America and then coming back. It was really good. It was very different than anything I've ever read. Yeah. Like it's, it's a part of the world. I don't know a lot about. Right. And it's a part of history that I, you know, you hear stories of wars and things, but I just don't know. And I just thought it was super interesting. I love the main character. She obviously has a lot of PTSD and so has trust issues and things right. um, that she has to deal with throughout her life. But she also has this mother who adopted her and that's always been there for her that supports her. Anyway, it was really good. Fantastic. I gave it four stars. I really, really liked it. Awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to read it. It's it's good. I'm waiting on that one. It's worth it, I'd good. say. Good, good. Yeah, look at all these books all we've right. read. Yeah. Lots That's of good ones good this one. week. Ones I was super excited to talk about. And there are still ones I want to talk about, too. So we'll there's always to... another episode. Right? I love that yep. so much. Yep. We'll Thanks get to, to all, all of our listeners. Yeah. This is a big episode. 52. 52 episodes. Today we Day is like a one whole year. year of episodes, weekly episodes from us. Right? We, that's a lot of episodes. So we're like big, big celebrating on our 53rd because that will yes. be officially. That's our anniversary, our actual yeah. anniversary date, even though this is episode 52. We're, we're sticking to our anniversary. So excited about it. So I hope yeah. you've been enjoying all of our lead up the last few days we've got more this week yes it's coming i know so excited we love interacting with you again find us on instagram and facebook we've got our giveaways happening on instagram right like and share please send us an email at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you and hear what you're reading for sure we always are looking for more books yeah thank you to amphibious zoo for our music yeah And we'll see you next week. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is is your book book club. club.